This episode of the Detox Podcast is brought to you by Rebel Riot Printing. Celebrating their 10th year in business, Rebel Riot is locally owned and family operated, offering custom printed tees with no minimums and fast turnaround. And by Bitsbox. Bitsbox teaches kids to code. Real JavaScript, real devices, and really fun. Hands down the most fun way for curious kids ages 6 to 14 to learn coding. Use promo code DETOX for $20 off any subscription order of $50 or more. That's D-T-A-L-K-S DETOX for $20 off any order of $50 or more with Bitsbox. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Detox Podcast, a parenting podcast where you can detox from the world around you and get a window into how other people live their lives. Come detox with Detox. Up today, I speak with Americana duo, Jackie and Brandon, the Gibbonses. We get all into their personal life, what drew them to music, what drew them to each other, and how they're now taking music and trying to impact a new generation of people. It's really awesome. Their story is really great. I think you're really going to enjoy it after this. Welcome back to the Detox Podcast. With me at this time is husband and wife duo extraordinaire, oh. the Gibbonses, Brandon and Jackie. How are y'all doing today? Hi. Great. We're great, great to be, excited to be here. Oh, I'm excited for you both to be here. Oh, so for those that n- are listening and don't know, which is probably everybody, uh, I know Jackie from a blip in the stratosphere. In the summer of 2007, I was working with her at Casa Mignana. Uh, we were both interning at a summer camp, and I did not know what to make of you. I thought you seemed pretty cool, um, but I also was like, you know, you were, I was a loud personality, you were a loud personality, and I was like, I don't know if this is going to work or if we're just going to like butt heads. <laughs> we and, didn't butt heads at all. No, we didn't. But I was very cautious. I was, I was careful. I was trying to make sure that everything was going to work out because it was like, you know, I was used to being like one of the big personalities in the room, and now I'm like, you know, you know, there's another new personality and I got to try and figure it out. But then like we became fast friends and it worked out. So it worked. I think you actually taught me how to make coffee for the first time. I did. Do you remember that? I didn't, but I do now. Yeah. Like, oh my God. Because, uh, oh, what was his name with the red hair oh oh we can go down a rabbit hole we won't oh we God. shouldn't what is his name i don't know uh starts with the b oh i'll get oh. it later anyway he asked me to make coffee brad? and i was like brad brad he asked me to make coffee and i was like joe you know how to make coffee <laughs> i mean i was 16 it's okay i had just learned how to make coffee like earlier that year and i was just like well yes i actually do you sure did the funny thing is you take this filter and then you put some grounds in it and you put some water and then you press start it was great oh it was fantastic and so oh. maybe he should give you another lesson before you <laughs> go. Of course you have to. It was a, it was a while. Chime in about my coffee. <laughs> so the great thing about this show, right, is it's a parenting podcast where people can detox from their parenting lives and get a window into how other people live their lives. And, and we're really focused on kind of eliminating this contact bias in the world. So people get to really see and experience individual personal journeys of people from all across the globe, right? Mm. And so what I'm really interested and excited about having both of you on is you both have a unique journey into music in general, into meeting each other, 
and then also where music has taken you as well. So I know that there, there's a lot to unpack and and there's a lot of interesting anecdotes, but a couple of things that I want to highlight right off the bat is what was kind of uh, your parents' influence on you as a child and maybe how has that kind of informed some of the decisions you've taken as a result? I think is a good place to start. Oh, me? Yeah, yes. go first. Okay. Yes, I gave right. you the eyes. I right. know, I know, but I uh, <laughs> um, So... Well, as you said, we're musicians, right. and um, you know my my parents and I, as a, a teenager, really butted heads, and there was a lot of friction in, sure. in my my choices that I was making at the time to, um, you know, focus all of my attention on music and none of it on English, and um, fair. Yeah, so I ended up, you know, I ended up moving out um, at 16 and kind of going at it on my own and pursuing the music thing, and um, that, of course, caused a lot a lot of friction for a number of years there. Um, we, we've since my parents are amazing, and and I, I looking back on that can see how they had my best interest at heart. You know, sure. what I mean, um, and this this was back in the '90s, so it was it was a very a different time. Uh, the idea of being a professional working musician and making a, a good living, if you weren't a, uh, you didn't have to be a rock star to do right, that. Right. Um. You know that that wasn't really the general consensus back then. So, um, it wasn't easy to just record something and throw it up online because the, the concept of inter- of content online is, was almost non-existent. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this was like 1995. Right. Know? Um, so yeah. So, so I kind of went my own way and, and as an adult looking back on that, I, I, I look at myself and I'm like, you, you know, you're, can I swear on this? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> you're kind of a dumbass, you yeah. know. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, but at the time, I wouldn't trade it for the world sure. because, of course, um, the experiences that I had and the decisions I had to make and the responsibilities that I kind of thrust up upon myself made me who I am today. Right. Um, but I, I do feel bad for, like, all the grief I caused my, right. <laughs> my mom well, and dad back then. I know? think it's so interesting, and I know that I've spoken with someone before on the show where they talked about the fact that it's so easy to parent in the future and not realize that you're doing it, right? So it's like, if I see you make, uh, you know, uh, if I see my child snatch a toy out of someone's hand, right? My initial thought is not going to be like, uh, you need to give the toy back. Like, let's course correct. It's like, oh, where is this behavior going to go? Uh-huh. Like, where does this lead 20 years down the road? Right. You know, and it's, right. and it's hard to say they're not there. They're four, or in your case, they're 16. Mm-hmm. Let me parent in the here and now. But it, I, I think as, as speaking as a parent, your default setting is to be like, oh, let me plan for the future. And mm-hmm. let me, let me, let me clear the roadblocks or prep you for the roadblocks because I know they're coming and it, it's so hard. And so to your point, I can kind of see where your parents were coming from, but also it, it, it is difficult to try and, and assist while also clearing things out of the way. Right. You know? Yeah. And so I would argue things ended up working out pretty well for you, mm-hmm. but it was not obviously without its difficulties and challenges in and of itself. Right. Right. And right. probably in a lot of the ways your parents had envisioned and were, and were worried of. Right. And who's to say, you know, I mean, I really think that, um, if it were easy, if they were just super supportive for me, just, just knowing my personality, you know, I mean, I don't know if it would have turned out the same way. Sure. I think it was, it was the fact that I had to fight for it. Um, and, and, you know, I had to really want it. I got myself into an arts high school. Right. I put myself through college. I, you know, I, I, I had to really want those things. Um, and, and that's kind of made me 
Yeah, brand, it gave so. you that like grit, yeah, that like right. internal grit to really yeah. focus on it. So Jackie, ta- let, let's let's juxtapose Brandon's journey with <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> it's very different. I come from the opposite experience. Um, I was born to perform. Like right. that was the plan right. for me. <laughs> right. Um, there was it's no in your if, baby book. Yes, yes there was no if, ands, or buts about it. Um, <laughs> okay, right. My Our dad, first microphone. <laughs> <laughs> but probably not too far off. Um, my dad was a musician and sure. my brother who was older, he was the sports one. My dad was sports and musician. And so he did the sports thing with my brother. And so I was obviously going to be the musician right. and the singer. And so it was not really an up for negotiation, if you will. Right. So right. kind of in the opposite sense, I've had to learn a lot of tools of being independent and trusting myself um, and making things happen for myself. Um, kind of the hard way as an adult because my dad did a whole lot of it for me, forcing me to um, do like the performing, the practicing, the rehearsing, the recording, all of the things that, you know, Brandon had to fight for his life for. I had no option or say in it. Um, And luckily, I always like to say like, he wasn't wrong. Um, I'm still doing it. So his instinct was correct, my dad, to to keep me going in that direction, and um and I, and I also have no regrets towards it. So yeah, we have both come from extremely different parenting styles when it right. comes to yeah, artistry. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so interesting too now that you're looking at the fact that you are a successful music duo, right? And you're in the the Dallas Fourth area, and it's so interesting too. So I, I have conversations with parents quite a bit who are concerned about having their children go into the arts because they're worried about what that means or how that could influence their life later on. Right. And Mm -hmm. so I know that, uh, specifically you see a lot in the corporate world now where companies are actually seeking out people with liberal arts degrees or just arts degrees in general to bring them into the corporate world and fold because they know that the way their brain is wired is different than the typical person that comes to work in say finance or in sales mm-hmm. or in marketing or whatever, because you're coming at it from this creative outside the box perspective. Yeah. And so I want to talk about how, you know, that kind of unique, um, outside the box thinking has really kind of impacted the fact that you are able to make a full-time living out of it and the, it. the finance mm-hmm. aspect where yeah. Jackie, question. I know you're thriving, thriving, <laughs> thriving. <No. laughs> um, so we, I, we knew from day one, I think just like who we are as individuals. And then when we became a couple, we don't do anything like inside the box or mm-hmm. we don't fit into molds and we didn't really want to. Mm-hmm. So from, from day one, we were always trying to think differently. So we, you know, we do these house concert tours right. um, for a way to, to, to tour and travel. We um, used to print our own t-shirts. Like we're very hands-on and sure. creative and crafty. Yeah. And um, we also have a huge passion and a stronghold in the business side of things. And it became very important to us both pretty quickly on because our goal was to become full-time musicians sure. and make a living. And that didn't come easy to, yeah. to be able to do that. And then what we really learned didn't come easy was how to, how to maintain it financially. Sure. Mm-hmm. So it's one thing to, you know, think of the idea, you know, we had a number in our heads years ago in Seattle. If we can make this much a month, we can quit our jobs. Right. <laughs> and uh, now it, that's like laughable because yeah. it's not nearly enough that we would need to survive <laughs> right. now that we know what we actually need to survive. Right. Inflation, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Right, right. So we just kind of organically developed a, a knack and a passion 
the hard way because we went broke at one point, but oh, refused no. to get day jobs and just like we got scrappy sure. and figured it out. And um, we discovered that we're actually very good with financial organization with a regular income, which okay. was hard to mm-hmm, figure yeah. out, but it came, it came by the school of hard knocks. Right. right. <laughs> so what has been beyond that? What has been one of the most, I guess, teachable moments, right? So you talked about like going broke and having to kind of pivot and figure out mm-hmm. how you're going to proceed forward. So what has been one of the most teachable moments that you either one of you taught the other or that you both learned together or that has really helped inspire you over the next, because if I'm not uh, mistaken, y'all are both independent artists, right? Yes. Yes. Right. So, so talk me through the decision to remain independent. Have you received record offers? Did you choose to turn those down? Did you choose to not pursue them? All of that. That's a lot. So take your time. Uh, Yeah. Um, (laughs) well, I, I think we're, (laughs) Yes, yes. Your sound effects are spectacular. It's wonderful. <laughs> Gather your thoughts. Right, you right. sound like me. Seriously, well, just I need I need a moment. Go take it. Um, I'm always of the of the mindset that like before you know before you give anything to anyone else to do for you, you best know how to do it. Sure. So that you know if they're doing it right. Sure. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um. So I've always been really interested in in the business side of music, and we we listen to um lots of music business podcasts sure. and, and um, those kind of things. And I, we we go back and forth. I sure. mean, there's days where we get so tired and so burnt out that we're like, damn it, I just want someone to do all this yeah, for me. absolutely. And what, what tends to happen is that moment that we start to like move in that direction, we figure out like the next step of something that we can still do, that we can do better. Right. And then we get on it and then we're like, well, this is great. Like yeah. we don't need anybody, you know, yeah. and it's just kind of been that, that yeah. way back and forth, I think for the last few years. For sure. Um, so that's how we're still independent. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. We always like there's, there's been four specific times at the top of my head where I'm like, it's time to get a booking agent. And we reach out and we have friends and contacts who can help us make that step. And they're like, great, let's do X, Y, and Z to get you prepared to then pitch you. And then we just bail. Like we right. just, we start and then we're like, them, no, which is not like us. Right. And we're just like, mm, that doesn't feel right. You know, it's yeah. like, and that was just kind of what it came down to. It was like, once we said it out loud, it didn't feel right. And yep. so we just kept doing what we knew how to do best, which mm-hmm. was figure it out ourselves yep. mm-hmm. and do it the old fashioned way, which is with our own two hands and right. our two brains. And, and, and that's where we're at still. And it, yeah. <laughs> For and the I most mean, part. I think it's, I, I feel like I, I said it the other day and I don't remember exactly how I worded it, but essentially, you know, we look at it as we're building a business right? and it's, it's our business. Right. So I don't want to give away any part yeah, of that. No, I just assume absolutely. learn and, and grow it organically at a pace that we can yeah. understand it all. I completely yeah. you know? understand. I know that there's been a lot of times too where it's like, you know, even just like we're talking like podcast, right? And so it, there's been a lot of moments where I've been frustrated and I've gone, you know, it would be so much easier if I had, you know, a publicist mm-hmm. or if I had this kind of person working mm-hmm. for me and then I didn't have to do all this because I'm doing all of it myself. But then I start thinking about the logistics of doing that and I'm like, I think I would rather do it myself. Yeah. Or I have people that are like, oh, can you teach me this advice or can you do this? And I'm like, I mean, I can. But I also am like kind of a little selfish and want to keep that information to myself. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, you can learn from me, but it's like, you know, I, I, 
I totally empathize with the entire process of trying yeah. to learn and grow and keeping it in-house at, mm-hmm. at the same time. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say, over the last year, we really pushed ourselves on that particular thing okay. because we recognized that we had hit a ceiling where we had done, like the question was always do as much as you physically can. Are you doing as much as you physically can before you've outsourced? And the answer was no for a long time. And then recently it became yes. Like there's no more hours in the day. There's no more work we can do between us if we want to move forward. So what we learned was with the right budget, you can hire amazing people and they can do an amazing job and it's worth every penny. And it's so much fun. And it's so much fun. (laughs) And so that's kind of where we started to get into this mindset of let's make a lot more money. Sure. Because then we can hire really quality people to do the job better than we can. Mm -hmm. Right. So so we're in the middle of that phase. I mean, like... I, I love that what we did so far was right. super DIY, but I'm very excited about this new phase where we just worked. We work with this. We just shot a new music video last week. Ooh, and I'm excited! We've worked with them before. Their name's the company's called Cinderblock. Out of they're in Dallas. Okay amazing to work with and we were so excited to just like literally give them all of our money and do another project like we, as soon as we, we finished, finished the, first, the one. first project and i think we had a meeting two weeks later to, to start the next production one. on the next because one. we <laughs> just loved it and that was our first taste of like okay if for the right price point if we can have amazing people sure. in our camp to yep, get the yep. job done way better than we could sure mm-hmm. so we're in that phase right now nice. which is very fun that's a fun phase to be in it's i would imagine super mm-hmm. fun can i ask what music video y'all shot of course easier oh, <laughs> oh i'm excited i'm so yes. excited yes it oh. should it should be i think out mid-june okay if you want to keep an eye on the that's perfect that's for uh, that. you know my birthday is june 11th so that works out. Oh, my son's birthday is at the end of june so it, you know it's just perfect. a great month all around Love it. we're all super excited great. awesome <laughs> for the music video of course right, not right. for any other reason <laughs> but so um now talking a little bit about uh the album talk me through the story of the latest album all we've got how did that kind of get constructed and then how did um you decide even to do a music video for easier kind of walk me through that aspect um so it was time to do our second album Mm -hmm. and we had not written any of the music for it but we had already paid for it actually yes and had the the time carved out for it (laughs) and so we were about six weeks out and it was time to write the album um which was like a huge sort of shift in our relationship in our working relationship thus far brandon had really done all of the booking and handled a lot of the business side and i had sort of i had been in charge of bringing the songs to the table and then we would sort of sort of shape and mold them together um and by the time it was it was time to write the second album um i had no desire to songwrite and brandon had no desire to book so we said let's switch places and see where it takes us Mm -hmm. um and we had no idea what we were doing but we were so excited about something else that it was it was okay and so he became this amazing songwriter i i will say for him on his behalf because the album is so good and it's all him yeah so that's all i can say because the rest of it's you great um so yeah so the album came about and then um the the music video it's a funny story so this video has been we we like about a year in in 
coming up to the point where we actually shot it because sure. it went through several different phases. And, and what's interesting is, is it's because our, I think our business kind of mind has changed a little bit. Okay. Um, originally we wanted to, uh, do it as like a live performance, like re-recorded oh, live. Okay. Sure. And, um, we, we had, uh, put a deposit or the, the company had handled all this at cinder block, but they put a deposit on this venue. We had people ready to a bunch of fans were going to come out and be in the audience right, and all right, this right, stuff. Right, right. And, uh, we booked studio time in, in Fort Worth to go re-record it as like a live version. And then, um, we get an email from cinder block and they're like, Oh, so the venue went out of business. <gasps> and so we're like, Oh man. Oh, no. Um, and so that kind of halted that process. Sure. And, um, and then it was like the holidays, so it gave us all a really big breath. And we were like, you know, we really don't need that kind of video. Um, so let's just do a really big kind of creative, like official music video. Sure. Um, so that led us down. So we kind of had another meeting with them, and we we're like, throw it away. Let's start from scratch. And um, God bless them. Yeah, <laughs> they love us. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, and so then, what we really can I talk about what it's about? You can talk about it, anything you want. Okay, can I talk about? Is that okay with I you? I mean, it's fine with me. I don't me. know if he knows where you're going. I but don't. No. Oh, so just what the video I'm, I'm, is, is. Oh, go about. sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what we did was we actually we found that um, you know we toured on this record last year. Uh, we released it in, in August, but we we were on the road, and so we were selling it out of the back of the car. Sure. Um, nice. And playing these songs at shows, and we found that uh, like people really responded to that song easier, specifically right. with um, and they would tell us these stories and how it really related to their lives, and so that. That inspired us and we we reached out to our, our uh, community through our newsletter and social media and and asked people to sh to share things that they have struggled with and the, the stories we got back were just absolutely devastating devastating oh, wow. I mean just a lot of parents yeah struggling with a lot of layers between their children their parents miscarriages I mean just yeah, such I mean, intense yeah. you know, spouses life dying like uh, right. like yeah um uh, <laughs> natural disaster like victims yeah. i mean just yeah. all kinds of things Harvey. and um and so we we kind of read through all of these things and we and we we picked kind of like three stories and built the music video around okay. those, those three different kind of vignettes sure um so so it'll, you'll see kind of three different storylines um throughout that that song mm -hmm. and oh, wow. yeah it was, it was i'm really excited to see what they what they do with it? Well, it's it. been fun because like we didn't see any of it. Like we were there when they were shooting it. We're not. I don't think we're going to be in it very much. Like we've got our own thing, but mostly sure. it's about these other three stories. We're right. not important to the music video, right. and so we were just kind of there watching them film it. And the actors were so good, um, but we weren't like behind the camera. We weren't micromanaging even a little bit. We were just like you. We you've earned the trust. Hands off. Like yeah. you do you. You do you, bro. Right, like, right. Literally. Yeah. And we'll just see how it goes. Right. So honestly, like, we don't have a clue what it looks like, how he's going to edit it. Like, I don't know. I'm it's going to be just a surprise for it. us. Right. Yeah. 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 And I think so. it's really fun to actually, like, do a piece of art that we're like, I don't have a clue how it's going to look. Right. right. Not right. even a little bit. Ooh, that's both exciting and also, like, makes me as an artist, like, cringe because mm -hmm. I'm just like, oh, control. Right. Like, yeah. You would think that. I'm a control freak. So I thought so, too. But I'm just. It's not. It's, it's, again, it's our second time working with yeah. these guys. And sure. we, we just and trust we, them. Just like with our producer, Jamie, who produced both our records, that making the second record was a whole different story than the first one because you kind of build that relationship and you kind of learn like n not only to trust that person, but also like 
let them do their art. Right, you know what right. I mean? Like that's that's what they do. They, yeah, just like you're I, not a videographer. I hate <laughs> when we go to a show, when we go to play a gig, and people are like asking what songs we're gonna play, what's your style, blah 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 blah. And I'm like, bro, just sit back and watch the show. Right. Let right. me do what I'm good at. I promise it'll be enjoyable. Otherwise, right. I probably wouldn't be hired to be here right now. Right. Right. <laughs> like, but you know what I mean? Like, yep, give yep. other people the same respect. Right. That you want. That you want, and yep. um, it's gonna turn out really good. Mm-hmm. How do y'all stay so positive? Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I mean, oh. that's that's I can o- answer that. That's oh, often can? that's a common question people get, specifically of people who are artists and are not parents. Is how do you stay positive through it all, through the noise, through the ups and downs, through the trials and tribulations? How do you do it? So we we don't always stay positive. Obviously, right. that's sure. I mean that's the, that's the like number one human. Yeah. that's like, like, there is a dark side. Right. There was a test you passed. No. <laughs> yeah. No. First of all, that's not true. Um, but also, we have I have a great gut instinct, and I rely on that in, like every day, all day, and it hasn't led me to anywhere bad yet. Like too bad for us to figure out. Right. Um, and so. I've learned just like I've learned to trust other people in the last just mm-hmm. year. Um, I've learned to trust myself through the years that like we're good. And when we're off track, I know when we're off track sure. and I pull us out and we move on. And I'm saying, I'm not saying like I'm the sole person to keep us on track. I just mean like in terms of a quality that keeps me positive, mm-hmm. I have that trust. And so as a result, I'm just not fearful of, of falling that far. Sure. And that keeps me positive. Go. Yeah. I, I was going to jump in there too. I So we have this new thing that Jackie did come up with, but I want to talk about it. I don't um, know what it is, but that's it's, exciting. It's going to be a t-shirt. Cool. Um, oh, it's, yes. Yeah, it says, it's just, yeah, but are you happy? Oh. And, the, and that's kind of become a uh, mantra. My, uh, our mantra. And, I like and, it. You know, um, I think that we've both, and especially me, I'm terrible at quitting things. Um, I was in a band once for like six years and I only wanted to be in it for three months, but, um, <laughs> but literally, <laughs> yeah, I'm just terrible at that, but, but I've gotten better. You know, um, I think it's, it's being able to, to, uh, react to your gut feeling and course correct quicker is, is something that's really important. And, um, you know, as I don't know, as we get older, I hate saying that, I but know, I but think it's, it's true. true. Baby. It's true. It's true. Um, it's it's becoming more important to us to make sure that we're stopping to smell the roses, that sure. we're actually enjoying the process, right? And um, that things have a why. Sure, you know, yeah, you're not yeah, just absolutely. going through the motions of you know, well, the Texas country music scene and like it's everybody like plays we these do venues and, and does yes. this tour stop and tours with these artists and this is the path to success. It's like yeah. shut up. Yeah, are absolutely. you happy? Right. Yeah. I mean, if you're not and, happy, then it doesn't matter. And if, you, and, and, and if you are happy, then good, good for you. Yes. And, and honestly, that's, it's not my, I don't have time to worry about that. Like, right. am I happy? Yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly. Doing exactly. what we're doing and we're finding just kind of this ability to, uh, and, and you, you always have to try things. So sure. you're always going to find things that you're like, nope, that doesn't make me happy. Right. Um, <laughs> yes. And right. that's, and that's okay. You have to, you have to go out there and experience new things. But I think that the, the ability to be like, no, and not don't repeat the same mistake. You know, you know, sure. life is short and you know, time is more valuable than money because you that's can always the, make more money, but you can't get any in. time yeah. back. Yeah. Absolutely. So, you know, just if you don't, if that, no, that doesn't fit my why, then 
move on, you know? And I, and I think a lot of times you see, especially nowadays, right? There's this big struggle of, I was reading Johan Hari's book. Um, oh, why am I blanking on it? It's not chasing the scream. That was the first one. Oh, I'm going to, I'm blanking on it. Well, I will put it in the show notes if you're listening. Johan Hari was talking about the, the disconnect between, I think it's called missing connections, the disconnect between mental health, right? And how there's this big push about people are trying to figure out why are people depressed? Why are people n- having such a disconnect in yeah. such a populist society. And he talked about one of the reasons there's such a disconnect is because people feel disconnected from the work, right? The value that they're putting into their work. Mm-hmm. And he said he, he did like, there was an experiment where people were given the kind of same job responsibility or like the same pay grade, right? But the people that have more input and more direct impact on the outcome mm-hmm. were 10 times more happier than the people that had no direct impact on the outcome. Yeah. It's because these people over here saw value in their work. These people over here didn't, but they were paid exactly the same. Mm -hmm. And he Mm -hmm. talked about that. We need to have a why we need to be happy. We need to have value in whatever we're doing. So we feel that we matter and that we are giving back. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think to your point, like, yeah, but are you happy is so crucial and key because of the fact that a lot of times we're so laser focused and whatever it is we're trying to do, that we don't stop to smell the roses, we don't ask if we're happy, and we don't look up until it's too late sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. And it's so key for parents specifically to really stop and focus on what you're doing and are you happy and are you giving value to yourself, your children, and the world around you. Yeah. Right. And, right. I, and for us, we were on this train for years of like musicians and just Mm -hmm. like following what everybody else was doing even though we were always doing it our own way which I was always proud of but we were nevertheless like we were getting in the same rut and you know you those words like the grind and put your head down and hopefully it'll look prettier when you look up in a few months you know all those just mentalities of being a hard-working you know gritty musician or gritty entrepreneur if you will. right right we just kind of looked up one day and we were like I haven't enjoyed being on stage and I don't know how long and the gigs have been good. Like that was a great audience. That was a beautiful venue. There's no problem, Right. but I'm not happy. And like, that's a serious issue that needs to be looked at and, and analyzed intensely immediately. Mm -hmm. And we've been really happy ever since, but like, (laughs) but like really, yeah. Is, as we're starting to wrap up this part of the show, if there is somebody listening who is wanting to, quote unquote, break into the music scene, what uh, is some beginner advice you would give them? Um, I would say open mics are, are the absolute best way to um, hone your craft, get out there and meet other musicians and um, just, you know, get experience in, in front of people. And yeah. Yeah. Open mics. That's always the best place to start. There you go. Yeah. All right. Well, we are going to pivot to my favorite part of the show, the dad joke of the week. This is a segment where I will uh, ask my guests if they have any dad jokes. And when they don't, because I don't prepare any, then I will have my own that I will pitch to the guests. No, he's got uh, it. All right. Oh, man. That's okay. Would you like me to go first? Uh, Well, I feel like you're going to have a better one than me. Probably. So maybe I should be the opening act. Hold on. Hold I'm on. whispering Hold the on. We need right, right. Sure, 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 sure. Oh, that's a dad joke? <laughs> that's a dad sure. joke. Your dad sure. told the joke. Oh, okay. oh, there you go. Okay. So, oh, man. All right. So as I was growing up, you know, my dad, he always told me, he said, son, I need you when you're, when you're trying to find a, a partner. Right. And the things you need to look for is you need to find a partner who can really listen to you. And 
understand you. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to find a partner who is a good cook, and you need to find a partner who's good in bed. Uh, okay. He said, now, the trick is to make sure that the three of them never meet. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> the worst. I, like, I, I, was, I started telling it, and I was like, I don't remember this joke. I don't remember how this goes. <laughs> you did good. Thank you. Oh, Put me on the, the three. Spot. Make sure the three of them never meet. That's Dead killer. Up. Life advice. Oh, my God. Never. We're ma- happily married. <laughs> that, don't take that advice. Which one are you? That's that's what makes it scary because I'm actually not sure. I'm really I I don't know. That's well. uh that's a question for another podcast. <laughs> that's right. Not this one. Uh, Jackie, do you have one? I'm a great communicator. No, I don't. Okay, I'm not fine. good with jokes, especially right. dad jokes. <laughs> so I've got two that I know listeners have heard me to- tell before, but I uh, I will tell them here. <clears throat> what ship did Dracula come to the land on? What ship did Dracula come? I don't know. A blood vessel. Nice. Cute. That is a dad joke. Yeah, right. right. Uh, Second one is, um, how did the Dairy Queen get pregnant? Don't know. Because the Burger King forgot to wrap his Whopper. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. (laughs) Both of those are courtesy of my uh, children's pediatrician. Oh, (laughs) my God. I love it. I got to give him a shout out every time I quote that because he he always tells uh, dad jokes like the blood vessel one. And he told one, it was like, what did the pillow say when it fell off the bed? Oh, sheet. And so it's like, it's, it's pretty funny, right? And then, and then the, then one day he was like, Oh, I've got a PG 13 joke. I was like, Ooh, do tell. And, he, and then he told the, the yes. Whopper one. And I was just like, I'm going to use that joke mm-hmm. so much. And he was like, feel free, feel free. And I was like, but I'll give you credit. <laughs> so I won't give it, I won't name drop him, but I'll give him a shout out. So there you go. Oh, but, um, but anyways, it. all right. So, uh, Gibbons is if people who are listening want to follow you and see what you're up to, what is the best way for them to do that? They can go to thegibbonses.com. I'm sure in your show notes, you'll have us written somewhere. Of course. Or um, we are on Instagram and we are on Facebook. And then we're on all the streaming platforms if you want to listen to our music there. Perfect. You can also buy physical copies and all sorts of fun merchandise products on the website if you want to support us in a more direct way than streaming. Perfect. All right. And we need a hashtag for this episode. Should we go with hashtag easier or hashtag all we got? Hashtag easier. Okay. I just decided for us. Sorry. There we babe. go. All <laughs> uh, right. Well, listeners, we will have another great episode next week with some great content that I'm really excited about. But until next time, hashtag easier and hashtag be a better dad. If you know of an interesting person or story that needs to be told, please reach out to me at detoxpodcast at gmail.com. That's D-T-A-L-K-S podcast at gmail.com. You can also reach out via Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at detoxpodcast or visit detoxpodcast.com. Also, be sure to leave us a five-star rating on iTunes if you like the show. It only takes a few seconds and it really helps us out. Link is in the show notes. Finally, thanks for listening. Please come back next week when we'll have another interesting conversation. And special thanks to my producers, Ben Lawant and Galan Aldaco. Without your help and support, this show wouldn't be possible. Thanks so much, guys. Detox is a production of Vocal. For more information and more programming, please visit vocalnow.com. That's V-O-K-A-L-N-O-W dot com.